Happy Easter? Happy Easter. Mm. Oh, wow, it is. is. I mean, I'm just like not prepared (laughs) mentally. Uh, Yeah, welcome to another quarter conversation. We are continuing our conversation through the uh, book of Mark. And uh, I don't know what is happening. I see your video. It's just computer refuses to work. But as we continue our conversation through the book of Mark, uh, the conversation now comes to Jesus's. uh, calling what really matters. Mm-hmm. So enjoy. What really matters. What does really matter? I thought I so Rachel, you just had some time with the family this mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Uh which I mean what else could matter more? It was a lot of fun. Uh wow. <laughs> That's great. I I do think uh sometimes there can be do you ever have the moment where you elevate? This is so. This moment is so important. This we're gonna have. This is uh, this family time is gonna be just so great. And then, uh, do you ever have too high of expectations? Is that you or no? Oh yeah, but it's not usually vacation time. I feel oh. like it's li- like daily living. Wow. Right? My expectations are too high, and then I. I think I get frustrated often in relationships because my expectations are too high. Uh, I, I this is going to be shocking to you guys, but sometimes in the middle of the moment that matters, I can have just a moment where I go, "Oh no, this is this is about to end." Oh, and, and so, uh, I have to be careful not to miss the moment because I'm mm-hmm. uh, angsty about it ending. I hear you not. Like all of summer. Okay. <laughs> like all of summer. It's, it's so wonderful that it's going to be almost meaty next week. As you know, as soon as we hit, uh, as soon as we hit 32 today, never where on the calendar does the same get low th- below freezing. Well, so it's something except for September. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, at the end of summer, which is pretty much tomorrow. Yeah, it's tomorrow. On all that's to No, I can. It's aquatennial tomorrow. It's. I don't want to do that. But it gets in me. But I mean, I don't really understand it. It doesn't. It isn't logical for me. I don't think. Maybe it is. Uh, must be. But <clears throat> you know, I can be thinking about like missing something before it's even happened. Mm-hmm. Great. No, I don't understand that. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Why is that a? I don't know. I, and I don't think <clears throat> I don't think it causes me to miss moments. But I'd also it, not just me to see high value in it, but also I'm not really good at missing things. And so, like, because what I would say, being good at missing things is, means that you actually don't miss it mm-hmm. or miss a person or whatever. Yeah, you're fine. And uh, I would like to just be fine. Mm-hmm. And you'd like to just be fine. Yeah, I would like to be fine. Aww. But don't you, I don't know, do you want to not care? Well, no, I do care. It's I know, but do you want to not care? I know I do. Oh, I don't know. I just, I, I ask people often, especially in the missions world, I'll, I'll talk to, like, have, I'll say, and it's kind of an intense question for them because it's an intense question for me. I'll ask them, so have you gotten good or better at missing people? Yeah. And they usually go, maybe that's a, maybe I should never ask that question again. Yeah. Especially the missions people. Because I think I think people's reaction, at least mine is, is like if I got better at missing people, it mean I missed them less. But that's not true. Yeah. So that's. Yeah. <clears throat> but I do think 
I don't know what better I've been seeing. That's why I asked the question because I, um, I feel like externally programmed that being better at missing people means that it doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. But internally, I recognize that if I'm good at missing people, it means that it actually does hurt. And why would I want to choose to be better at hurting? I know. I feel like, so when my grandma passed away, like mm-hmm. we were pretty close and I would say like, but I lived in Seattle, so it was really easy for me to pretend like oh, I was in Portland. Yeah. And like, I would, I mean, like there were times when I would like, oh, like this really hurts. But there were a lot of times where I just kind of play pretend almost like, yeah. oh, she's, you know, like pretend to talk to her even though she's not here. I know that sounds weird, but you know what I mean? Like I it was it. my way of like processing without processing. I don't know if that makes sense, but. Yeah. Mourning is very different when proximity is in sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a different thing. Yeah. yeah. I get that. It's really common, at least. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, so Mark chapter 12 is a a chapter of like high repetition of the living parables of what matters most. And uh, from, I, it, it's he, Jesus actually starts off by sharing a parable and uh, I mean, just to rattle through these quickly, is that selfishness can cloud what really matters most. And so Jesus just shares this parable, <clears throat> excuse me, of uh, these tenants who are killing a landowner. Uh, the lease-ers were killing the leases. Is that right? Anyway, the landlords, kids, and everything. It was just it was really, really rough. And so that's, again, a selfish moment can really cloud what matters most. Uh, seeking to be divisive when Jesus is asked about the taxes. Should we pay taxes to Caesar or not? And so they were trying to trick Jesus, but that can cloud what matters most. Uh, eliminating God from the picture. So they asked Jesus about the resurrection and marriage and who will be married at the end of this. And so it's like this weird formula. Jesus at the end of it just goes, uh, have you discounted God from this picture? And that can cause you to miss what matters most. Uh, he shares the greatest commandment and being distracted from love can cloud what matters most. And uh, uh, then he says, beware of the scribes, he, the religious authorities, you know, pride. Because uh, so, that's what the religious authorities where they were being mm-hmm. prideful can cloud what matters most. And then seeking to be impressive, he shares the story. There's a sharing of the story of Jesus seeing the rich people giving offerings and the poor person giving offerings and seeking to be impressive can cloud what matters most. And, and I think like you can work really, really hard to identify what matters most, but probably the thing that we should be working on doing, and really it's the whole, the heart of Jesus and his resurrection. It's part of Mark's whole thing is that it woke up. You got to get into the process. And the process isn't knowing what matters most. It's eliminating, working to eliminate the things that cloud what matters most. Because knowing what matters is nice, but it doesn't change anything. Because you can say family matters and neglect your family or whatever. And, uh, and so I just think it's so fascinating that Mark would loop together his intentionality to process was not to then say, let me drive this into you over and over again. What really matters, but rather him. It's really theme in his whole book is to say, this is, these things are going to be a challenge for you. Be aware. Uh, if you can uh, 
have connection, relationship with Jesus, be walking in process. If you can be walking away from pride and, and selfishness and these things, uh, what really matters will, in the end, rise to the surface. I think, like, when just listening to you talk about that, but something that I was just thinking about was that uh, how much what matters most, it's not uh, the way that the same person could say, the same group of people can say, we all agree that this matters the most, but then the way that that's lived out can be so drastically different. Mm-hmm. Like you get, like you can have a mom say, I'm not going to work so that I can be home with my kids because they matter most. And at the same time, you can have a dad say, I'm going to get a second job because so I can provide more for my kids because they matter most. And they're both, they both are saying what matters most, but the way that that is exercised is way different. Mm-hmm. And I think... If that's a good reminder that when we have these conversations of like what matters most, uh, it's good to learn from each other, but then also we should be judging ourselves. I think it's easy to yeah. like, they said that this matters most, but then they're doing this thing and you just may not understand uh, what's actually happening. Yeah, their actual motivation. Yeah. There. And what illustrates that we're going to do a most game thing where it's just a bunch of pictures and it asks these questions of, what is the most relaxing? What is the most peaceful? What do you want to change? And we've, I mean, I've done it with a, a group of different groups of people throughout this week after I made it. And then uh, we just played through it this morning. And you could say, like, at the end of this, you could say, I can't believe you are wrong with all of those. <laughs> and I've never had that moment. So I've done it with a bunch of different people. No one has ever said, I've never heard anybody say as we kind of reflect on it afterwards, like, wow, you did that wrong. You said that wrong. Why did you, that? you're wrong. And for some reason though, when we come to what matters most in our relationship with Christ, we can look at other people and go, you why are you wrong? Mm. And uh, when somebody is, just think about passions. Uh, like when somebody says, I'm passionate about something that's happening far away or something that's happening in, in their neighborhood or in their family or a different justice need or whatever it is um it's very easy to have this weird condescendence or whatever it is to people that have different and god's plan is the different not us the god's plan is not for us to go well you're stupid for not caring about that half and that and that's i don't know why that's in i'm going to just say us i think it's in us to do that oh for sure for sure it'll be fun to play that i you know, going back to Easter and all of this, so that, you know, as we celebrate uh, what Jesus accomplished, again, it's very easy to uh, try to quantify what Jesus accomplished and say, Jesus rose again after his crucifixion for the forgiveness of our sins. Yes. But just having a little bit where you just like repeat after me for my sins, repeat after me for my sins, that's what does that change? Right. It's to sit in it, to actually go, and how does this change my processing of life and what I'm walking towards? That's actually celebrating Easter as opposed to uh, just a math equation. His his death, his resurrection equals. Mm-hmm. I think it's, uh, I don't know. I think there's, I definitely agree with everything you said. I also think rather than just, being 
future focused of like, what am I changing because of it? I think there's a lot of value too in like what has already changed like in me, like what is, mm. how's the path changed or how did, how we even got to this moment where I'm encouraged to think about what can be. And so, um, I don't know. I just, I always find it helpful. I tend to be future focused. And so I have a regular practice of like, what, what do I believe in? How is like everything that led to here? How, how have those beliefs actually informed how I got here while or not? And so I find that personally helpful. <laughs> what, so we're going to, and, and these questions might get tweaked some, but, um, and to ask that question, just even as we talk about it today, it just becomes more complicated. But to ask the question, what really does matter most to Jesus is uh, the thing that will be really beautiful is that people will say different things and the answer is yes. Probably, yeah. And I think, I think that's part of like good theology. Yeah. Which that can be challenging. It is challenging. But, um, you know, because cause one person could in the, Far extreme, somebody could say, the, I really do think Jesus is crazy passionate about the impoverished, the the marginalized, the nothing. But at the same time, too, on the absolute other end of the extreme is that Jesus also really does care for those that are in affluence or in yeah. the places of authority. Yeah. Uh, how that's lived out is different. Yeah, I think it changes, too, Okay, I think. There's seasons of life where what my perception of what God cares about most, at least for me, has proven different. If they like right now, my answer to that would be try. Like I think in the season of God, it, Jesus has been like, all I care is that you just just try. Yeah, fine. Just to see what happens. Yeah. Like I think too, which is, I think it's a can be a part of parenting a relationship when, like when I say. Oh man, this is this is really important. I think Jesus goes, "Yeah, I'm with you. Let's do it. I'm amazing. Let's walk in this together." And then when it changes, he goes, "Yes, he's a champion." Because again, if if I truly believe uh, these words that you know, as we seek God, he's gonna the desires of our heart will be accomplished. They are the will of God. And so as this weird melding of desire of our heart. Uh, the Holy Spirit working in us, the desires of God. I think that he's uh, a champion in that, which is bizarre. And so, but we can have a moment where we go, oh, that isn't as important to me anymore. And it's not a moment where Jesus is going, yeah, I know, I'm pretty disappointed in you. Uh, I don't think that. I think he's actually a champion of uh, those desires that are in us. So asking that and then... Uh, in the process of relationship with Jesus, what are some some most so some of these most things that are growing or shrinking in your life will be a fun mm -hmm. <laughs> way to end. Sure, because it really is fun. it is the the thing of you know how Jesus is a champion, and so to be able to of what we're doing or what we're called to do, and uh, it's it's important to verbalize uh, what is on the rise, but also what is changing, a season that is changing and be okay in that. And, and to have the moment when, again, you, you play the game and say, instead of 
looking at yourself and saying, you're answering wrong. We it just, you don't do that to somebody else, but why would we do that to ourselves? It was weird. I keep getting stuck on the cloud and like what clouds are judgment or what's clouding us from being focused on what's most important or yeah. whatever that was. And um, I keep thinking about like just busyness and like Mike and I have talked a lot about how um, when we're really busy, time just goes super fast yeah. and you like, you forget to slow down and yeah, yeah. recognize. And all of a sudden, like your kids are done with another year of school, you're graduating college and you're like, oh, how did that year go by so fast? And then it's like, what did we, what did we miss? Because we were just rushing, rushing, rushing through the year. Yeah. And it's like something that we've been thinking a lot about is how do we intentionally slow down or take out the things that don't matter so that we don't miss what's right in front of us, you know, because I feel like that's really easy, at least for us, it's like really easy to do. And I think that, you know, like people talk about is your older time just goes faster and faster and faster. And I feel that like yeah. pretty, pretty uh, deeply. And yeah, like how do we, how do we be present now and not miss mm-hmm. our kids growing up? Oh, I did it. I cried. <laughs> <laughs> I, there, again, this is way oversimplified, but like eager, anxious, like aggressive anticipation of something happening yeah. build up is a way to, to slow down time. There's a lot of, again, internal process that happens in that. But I do think when we get older and busier, we just go, I can't even, I just have to make it through today. And I don't, yeah. I don't, I can't. And how many days do we do that? You know, yeah. we're like just trying to make it. Yeah. And kids are awesome at, thinking about what they want for Christmas and joy. Yeah, they got it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I think, not that we have to be uh, driven by what we're going to get for Christmas, but I do think uh, having the things that we eagerly anticipate and just like, like being excited about those things is yeah. really important. And that changes how you do relationships. I'm so excited to spend this time together. It's going to happen. Looking forward. Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah. Yeah, time is fun. Time is fun. Time is fun. It happens. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, guys. See you next week.